Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Well, vacation time is here and people will be venturing out to enjoy our beautiful Northwest and some of the most popular destinations will be our national parks. Washington is fortunate enough to have three beautiful national parks. Today we are going to talk about what it takes to keep them so beautiful for so many people. Joining me today are Lori Ward, the executive director of Washington's National Park Fund, and Sherry Ryan. She is the niece and trustee of Betty, the Betty Wallace Estate. Lori and Sherry, welcome. Thanks for coming this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And uh, it's not just, Sherry, it's not just the Betty Wallace Estate, right? It's more uh, correctly that you are in charge of the Ruth, the Elizabeth Ruth Wallace Living Trust. Is right. that more accurate? Yeah. Well, and, that's that's the real name, but it's Aunt Betty. Yeah, Aunt, Aunt Betty, Betty yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. and it's a really cool story that about uh, your Aunt Betty and Washington's National Park Fund uh, that have going on, and that's what we want to talk about, as well as what National, Washington's National Park Fund is. You know, we have, like I said, three national parks in our state, Olympic, North Cascades, and Mount Rainier. They're well-known. And I guess it's probably millions of visitors uh, each year, but maybe Washington's National Park Fund isn't known as well. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with some basics, Lori, uh, being the executive director. You guys are a nonprofit, right? You're not part of the national parks. You're not part of Washington State, right? Tell us what Washington's National Park Fund is all about. Thanks, Gary. We're based right downtown Seattle, and we serve those three national parks as their official philanthropic partner. We have agreements with the parks, and we set out to help uh, raise the funds for their top priorities that each park submits to us in January. And we were founded 25 years ago. We're in our 25th anniversary year by Dan Evans and uh, Lou Whitaker and grown every year since then and just doing great. People in Washington State care deeply about these national parks. So. Well, well, you know, that that is so cool that you said that part, that both Dan Evans, Lou Whitaker, big names in Washington history, uh, love our state for so many years, and that you also said people love our national parks. I wonder how the, the same kind of organization would fly in Oklahoma or whatever. I mean, people love their own home as much as anything else. And so people here have three national parks. I guess some states have more than three. But, uh, gosh, three really big and beautiful parks is kind of a jewel, isn't it, of it Washington? Is. It is. And so you guys, like I said, not part of anybody's budget. You're a private nonprofit. And so the national parks, they have big bucks. What, what, do, the, what do you guys need to help out for? I mean, this is the federal government. They raise a hell, a heck of a lot of money. Uh, there's some holes to fill. Is that what you're telling me? That's absolutely <laughs> it. There are gaps in funding, and we don't set out to be all things for the national parks by any means. We can't fill all those gaps, nor do we want to. We want to keep that responsibility on the federal government. But those unfunded areas like science and research that without support from the people, they, the parks could not do the climate research, the studies, the youth programs that they offer the visitor experience trail maintenance. It goes search and rescue. It just, the laundry list is long and we help to fill some of those gaps. And the parks are incredibly grateful to Washington's National Park Fund. So you concentrate your money on just the parks in Washington state, even though you love national parks and you probably, people like you, outdoor people travel and visit all sorts of parks, but you just love your Washingtonians. You love the Washington parks here. Um, 
Do you mind if I already take a detour? Um, I love Olympic. They're so different. Each of these parks, uh, Olympic, it's got everything. It's got beaches. It's got rainforest, uh, great alpine. I mean, Mount Rainier, a beautiful big park. It's probably one, one of the oldest in the country, early 1900s. And the North Cascades is still like a rugged, and you can really get your back uh, country adventures there. It's celebrating a birthday this year too, isn't it? You guys are 25 years old. Is it 50 years? That's right, Gary. That's exactly right. They were founded in 1968, North Cascades National Park. A lot of the folks listening, I'm sure, knew and were active in fighting to preserve that land and make it into a national park. Again, if I go back to Dan Evans and the other, the senators that Washington had at the time kind of fought, it was kind of different, wasn't it? To say, hey, we want to set aside a big hunk and it was a wilderness area for a while and they helped make it a national park. North Cascades Highway, Highway 20, runs through there, and as they built, was it, is it Ross Dam and Diablo Dam, and what's the other one? Uh, there's one more, Gorge? Yeah. Uh, there are three dams up right. there. Is it Seattle City Diablo, Light that sort Ross. of helped build that road, yes. and they said, okay, well, work this national park around this. Is that sort of all when that yes. came out? Yes, that's exactly right. You have done your research and you know. Cause no, because I, I lived it. I was here. I'm a kid. I'm a Washingtonian. I'm, my yeah. dad used to take us up there before that road was finished. Yeah, that yeah. dam is remarkable. You know, you can drive out on that and look out over the edge and um, boy, it is remarkable. But that is how the, that, the park did build around that and preserve some incredible lands uh, beyond the dam and just the the incredible peaks like you said and i would say that north cascades has been for years kind of a a secret gem uh, but people are really catching on to it and visitorship is up and um, that's for the more rugged um, hardy climbers and hikers because the minute you go off on a trail it's kind of up but uh, it's, it's But intentionally incredible. left that way, yes. right? Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of what it's known for. I mean, you compare that, like you said, to Olympic, and it has the, the ocean and the rainforest and all the variety, the, the Hurricane Ridge area with the, the peaks up there. And then completely different is Mount Rainier with lots of wonderful hiking for people of all abilities. And lots of campgrounds yes. and well-maintained things, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so these camp, these... Uh, National parks, they are big. There are heavy volume of, of people that use them. But like you said, there's there's some holes. It's not just um, maintenance and improvement. You guys need to or want to. You, you work with the rangers, right, mm-hmm. and the superintendents of these parks. Tell us about that and how you work in. Uh, your the gifts you bring, which are really gifts and donations mm-hmm. from the public, mm-hmm. uh, into their priorities, I guess, yeah. right? You yep. work individually with each park uh, superintendent? Yep, that's exactly right. And the superintendents work with their leadership teams every year, and they decide which next year's priorities will be unfunded. They submit those to us, and they actually go as far as to put them in priority order. So for us, it's easy because we work on down that list. We post that information to our website and then set out to raise the funds throughout the year from foundations, individuals, estate gifts, events, um, park donation boxes, the lodges contribute. It's it's a well-rounded 
diversified funding stream, which makes us as an organization very healthy. So I want to get into a, yeah. those variety of gifts that you give them, what the projects they do. Sherry, you got to administer a wonderful gift to uh, the WNPF, right, from the Elizabeth Ruth Wallace Living Trust, right? Your Correct. Aunt Betty. Uh, tell us about the gift, and also I want to hear about your Aunt Betty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was 92 years old when she passed away the end of 2016 and lived in Mountain View, California, and owned a lot of rental property. So her wish in her will was that money received from the sale of her properties be given to charities. She didn't. She had a couple specific ones, but not a lot. She left that to um, myself and my husband, Pat, and my brother, Kevin, to decide what charities to give that to, a very humbling honor. I'll bet. And so we started doing that. And about the first of this year, my brother got upset with the— um, Secretary of the Interior, and he thought we need to do something maybe with some of Aunt Betty's money. So he, uh, like anybody would do, Googled, and first the whole National Park Foundation popped up. But then, unbeknownst to us, this little gem, the Washington State one popped up, and so we read through it, and he called me, and he said, hey, I think we need to give some of Aunt Betty's money to this this, uh, organization. So made a call to Lori and started talking and uh, didn't have really a dollar amount in mind when I first talked to her. But after she told me the great things they were doing and the holes that there are in the parks here that they don't get from the national um, that, uh, yeah, let's do that. And uh, we were able to uh, write them a check for a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. So, so Lori, the, the nice round number, a million dollars, must have been a, a nice big uh, smile on everybody's face there at, at Washington's National Park Fund. Oh, it, it was just so amazing. And really, for us as an organization, really um, transformational. Um, seriously. Well, you yeah. guys over the years have given millions of mm-hmm. dollars to the national mm-hmm. parks, right? So mm-hmm. this is just a big uh, all-at-once hunk mm-hmm. that really must felt nice because then, like you said, there's this list <laughs> uh, that you wanted to see mm-hmm. fulfilled. So, oh, we can start working on this mm-hmm. a little bigger and a little better than mm-hmm. we have in the past, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, right? Yep. And what we did with that gift is is we knew that the, the one of the first questions Sherry asked me when we talked for the first time, she says, do you have endowments? And I thought, that's an interesting question. And talked a little bit. Yes, indeed, we do. For the, Each park has its own endowment, and we oversee them. And uh, then we went on to talk about other possible projects that could be funded. And uh, at the end of our conversation, I told her I would reach out to the superintendents and work with them. So collectively, and of course, my board of directors, we decided to invest a portion of the, the gift from Aunt Betty to each park's endowments, as well as a por- they wanted to see some immediate action, which I love, in addition to endowment. And so each park got an additional percentage of the gift, and they were able to choose what projects would be funded with that money. And, uh, and then a small portion was awarded to our youth and family programs during our spring dinner and auction in um, April, and that, that's a fun story, too. So, wow. Oh, you, look, you want to talk, tell us that? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, um, this is an annual kind of the fundraiser, and yep. did you put Sherry up front and make her talk? No, she didn't do that. <laughs> but... I thought about it. 
<laughs> they did have a lovely picture of Aunt Betty up on the screen, and she did introduce us, which was also humbling. But uh, while the auction was going on, I got a text message from a girlfriend of mine that was vacationing in Arizona watching Saturday Night Live. And she says, oh, my gosh, they just mentioned Aunt Betty. They didn't mention her by name, but they said a woman had given a million dollars to the Washington National Park Fund. So it was kind of so I showed Lori the text message during the dinner and uh, she had to share it with everybody. So that that was kind of fun. That does sound fun, especially if you were out here and someone was back east. She was in Arizona. Oh, my girlfriend was. Zone. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, but she, oh, maybe you knew ahead of yeah, time zone. No. You could tell everyone to watch yeah. it live. Yeah. Fun. It was fun. It was really Remarkable. It was, and, and uh, I went up and I just said to the people there, you all need to know this. This just happened. And and then people were on texting and, and watching and seeing it. So it was a really fun touch. I think the most important thing is, is it gives awareness to the people of our country that the parks are worthy of major support. And that's a very unique audience, right? Saturday Night sure. Live audience. and, and uh, They for have them, their own demographic. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And to have them hear that uh, has had a, a great rippling out effect for all of us. Well, let me ask you then about some of the three parks and maybe how they— so you and your board of directors just said— We'll talk with the superintendents of each park. You decided probably early on, divided evenly between the mm-hmm. parks. Yes. How did they decide then, okay, here's what we'll do with it? Or do you then say, here's how you should use it or how no. gifts work like that? Yeah. We never tell the parks what we think they should do, which is one of the reasons that we, Washington's National Park Fund, in those three parks, we get along so well and work very, very closely. We don't we don't question their decisions on where their highest priorities are. So they must have had a are. backlog of to-do yeah. lists. Yeah. like all of us do, but <laughs> yeah. at a national park, it's got to be a yeah. big <laughs> yep. list. Yep. And um, the beauty with this gift is that, <clears throat> excuse me, search and rescue is a big deal in the parks. And we've been funding a lot of search and rescue over the years, which because all three parks have high needs there. But also, the park employees, when they when those rangers go into the backcountry, they're going offline, and they have they have no connection to the the headquarters to dispatch in case of emergency. Yeah, a walkie-talkie only goes no, so far. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so, with a portion of this gift, we are able to equip the parks with a system that they will be able to track the employees when they're off-site and when they're offline. Um, Watching for their safety and and be able to track them for I I think the oh, beauty, is that like some yeah. satellite technology yes, yes, wow yeah 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 and I think the beauty in that is that the parks care so much about the visitors they were able to put their employees' needs first and that would never have been funded by government funding. Um, that's, I think, one of the beauties of this gift. So which, are the, all yeah. the parks doing that? Which, which it's, park um, was yeah. going to do that? Yeah. It's both Mount Rainier and Olympic. Mm-hmm. And then North Cascades is investing the portion that they're receiving into the uh, um, infrastructure of volunteer program. So that they, when volunteers, because they rely, every park relies heavily on volunteers. But North Cascades, it can be up to 700 people each summer that come up. And up until now, they haven't had a whole lot of dry space or cooking facilities, et cetera. So they're going to be investing in, you know, picnic shelters and and better facilities for volunteers. Wonderful. I know. Thank you, Aunt Betty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, before I go too far, okay, people want to have learned 
you know, a little bit about this now that their interest has peaked a little. Online, you have a presence, right? WNPF.org. That's right. Pretty Gary. much just what it's Washington's yep. National Park Fund, WNPF.org. There's a whole bunch of stuff there about what you guys do and, and what you've done in the past and what you're looking forward to. But it also, it looks like you guys have a lot of fun because you're outdoor enthusiasts and you get together. Tell us some of the other activities. I mean, uh, things coming up. Um, that people can say, I want to learn more about this group. Sure, thank you. We have like opportunities for, we have a women's only weekend coming up in mid-July where we bring together a number of our, our women supporters and friends of the national parks and we go out and do some hiking. Then we do stewardship projects, volunteer projects on the weekend and just have a, a wonderful time for camaraderie of women coming together. Uh, we also have fireside circles in people's homes as well as in communities. We just had a beautiful one out at Beaver Lake Lodge in Sammamish. If you've never been there, you should go. But uh, we're a fireside yeah, circle. circle. If right. it's in a home, there's nobody's. No, we're not in a fire. Some people. Oh, no, okay. some people have put fire. They build fires, oh, or they okay. have the fireplace there. But that's more yeah. of a social gathering and sharing of. Uh, Stories, fun activities, food, I'm guessing. Yeah, yes, yes. It's a no-ask zone is no what we call zone. it. <laughs> no-ask. It's so people who love the parks, but, you know, I know people are sometimes leery of fundraising. I, I respect that, but this is bringing people together so that all they can leave, we say, leave your checkbooks at home. They can come together. They can meet a park ranger. Sometimes the superintendents come and hear that one-on-one -on -one directly from and have that opportunity to have get out elbow to elbow with park rangers, park superintendents, as well as other passionate parks people to learn about what's going on in the national parks and what they can do to make a difference. So, so at those fireside circles, there are park employees, yeah. superintendents, rangers, uh, the naturalists come, yep. they talk. And, yep. Oh, excellent. Yep. 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 It's beautiful. It's we, a back yeah. behind the scenes kind of thing yeah. too. Yep. Oh. It is. It is. I really like it just because people, they, it, Seattle is very much a, um, a city that has had these kind of house parties for years. And it got to a point where it was, it was always a major ask and you came to them and you're kind of rolling your eyes like, oh, what's this going to be? We wanted to dismiss all of that ah. and just bring people together and give them time to relax and learn more. Beautiful. We are talking this morning with Lori Ward and Sherry Ryan about Washington's National Park Fund. It's an organization that works to ensure the preservation of natural beauty, cultural heritage, and continued enjoyment for all in Mount Rainier, North Cascades, and Olympic National Parks. And I'm guessing, you know, anyone who has young kids takes them to the national parks, no doubt knows about the Junior Ranger Program. And those must cost some real dough to keep going. Does... Is that like a fun that, or a part of a park that says, yeah, we don't have the money to really do this as well this year? Has Washington's National Park Fund supported that? Um, luckily, that is one of the things that National Park Service across the country values greatly and maintains. I love it as a parent. Yeah. So, oh, kids can go down and they just get interested. I think getting kids interested at a young age. Yeah makes that lifelong thing. I, I like going outdoors. I don't right. know why. And once they get to 25 or 28, they, yeah, let's go up to the National Park. Right. So that is one of the programs that the National Park Service continues. However, there are a lot of unfunded youth programs that we're supporting and investing in 
at the spring dinner and auction, we had a couple of young men who came from the Boys and Girls Club over at the uh, on the Olympic Peninsula. They were there with us that night, and we are funding that program so that the Boys and Girls Club is able to bring in busloads of children who come once a once a week throughout the summer. And you talk about you know immersion in the national park. Uh, they they the quotes that they have on our video, which is online, it's just so beautiful to see young boys say, I'd rather be doing this than watching TV. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's beautiful. And so it's those kind of programs that are, are not funded, but with support from, not, it's not from Washington's National Park Fund. We administer it, we manage it, we raise it, but it's from the people throughout the Puget Sound and well beyond um, area. Everybody's, you know, everybody's gifts matter. Sherry, once you got to know more about what Washington's National Park Fund does, and then you you saw, wow, what was the, I don't know, the thinking that you shared with you, your relatives who said, yeah, we're glad to give this money, or we, that's a cool program, or I don't know, what are the kind of things you saw? And, and well, I'm a Washington that? native. My dad was born and raised here. Betty was born in Montana, but the family came out here in 1928. She's one of eight siblings. Uh, four of them left the state, but four of them stayed here. And the four that stayed, there was 15 of us cousins. We've, my dad took, before my mom and dad were married, my dad would take the nephews backpacking. But uh, when we were young, I remember camping up at Paradise, my mom trying to bake my brother a birthday cake and couldn't figure out why it went rise. <laughs> and finally, my dad explained to her the altitude um, had something about. We, I remember being up at Diablo on my dad's birthday, making him a cake and putting um, huckleberries, writing happy birthday on with huckleberries. My husband and I went to Hurricane Bridge for our honeymoon. So it just seemed, it was like a no-brainer. They're in our backyard. Sometimes they're really, we feel like they're kind of a best-kept secret, um, especially to new folks that are coming here, I think are amazed. And it's like every time I leave my driveway and uh, head south and I can see Mount Rainier just standing there, it's just such a feel-good moment. And uh, to know that uh, the parks are being well taken care of. Um, do you think this kind of a gift, a million-dollar gift, is you going to see this again in the future? Or, is this, or will people see this and say, oh, they don't need my help? Uh, no, I believe this is, honestly, I believe this is just the beginning. I base that on the one shortcoming we have, and it's programs like this, Gary, so thank you for having us on, is that um, people don't know about us. The minute they find out about us, like Sherry, they get excited. And the minute they learn more about how we operate, they get even more excited knowing that a donation right here stays here, right? 100% of the funds raised here stay here for these three national parks. And people can choose to give to a specific park. And we track all that and monitor it. So I believe that as people continue to get to to know us, I think this is just the beginning. And I told Sherry and her family that right from the start. Um, we needed this. It's like a propulsion. It's going up to the next level. And, and this plan is called planned giving or something. I mean, people can give donations to Washington's National Park Fund, right? Just yes. click at a time yep. on the website. Yep. But just like your aunt had give to charity in their will, right, in your estate. She wanted the, her money to go to charity. She didn't, by the time she passed away at 90, she was tired and <laughs> to try to think of the charities, you know, but, uh, and we did, some of the money stayed in California, but some of it came up here because she did uh, live up here 
um, for many, many years. And uh, the, the bulk of the family is here in Washington. So it just kind of seemed like this, this, this made a lot of sense to us. It made a lot of sense to us. And we are going to run out of time before too long. I want to make sure we get to a couple other topics. But people every, who don't have a million dollars right now, but maybe are working their way toward it in their retirement, but they're driving their car around every day. <laughs> Give me that. Because, oh, I love this. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is an yeah. easy way for us to participate, isn't it? Yeah, it's the national park plates. Yeah, you know, a license plate yes. on our car. Yeah, your car, your motorcycle, your boat, your recreational vehicle. And what you do is you, when you renew or you purchase a, a plate, you request that the funds go to the national parks. $28 is added on, I'm sorry, $30 is added on to your registration fee. 28 of that $30 comes directly to Washington's National Park Fund for Mount Rainier, North Cascade, and Olympic National Parks. We divide that money evenly, and every year it's gone up. Every This year we're raising, generating most likely $180,000 from everybody having the National Park plates. So thank you for bringing that now, up. Describe that because yeah. I bet... People have seen that and didn't realize what they were seeing. It, sure. It's a beautiful, it's kind of an outline of, is it Mount Rainier? It's actually, or, it's a photo of the North Cascades at sunset. It's ah, a okay. very soft gray with pink sky in the background. That's right. Now yeah. I do. And it was, uh, the photo came from a gentleman who passed away. His name was Lee Mann, and he was a very popular photographer. And so it's it's beautiful. Tell people, watch for them when you see NP, National Park, on the plate. That's one of the plates. Yeah, the little NP, it's on the left, I think. That's right. You're right, it's a silhouette, almost, but it's got that color in it of, so it's the North Cascades mountain ridges Mm -hmm. that are going up and down. It's just beautiful. It is beautiful. And sometimes And when I renew my plates this year, I'm getting park plates. Thank you. (laughs) It is pretty easy, and $30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give $30 a year to right. this fund, right. that's an easy way to do it. Right. And sh- then you're driving around a little piece of artwork, too. That's right. And there are other very easy ways. Ev- seriously, you know, you hear this, but every gift counts with us. And people sometimes just sign up to give $5 a month and build out over the year. That adds up. Some people give $100 a month. And when they do that, unrestricted, they become a member of our over-the-top society. And uh, that helps us take partially funded projects up and over the top. So there's, you know, all ranges of gifts are appreciated from $5 a month to a million dollar gift and up. What kind of, um, I don't know, what's on that list, let's say, that that these some of the parks say, oh man, we want to get this every year, we have to fight for that, that you guys say, yeah, we, we can help with that. Because you mentioned science and research, et cetera. But a lot of people don't realize the parks are doing that too, right? Right. We support, here's a perfect example, fishers. They're from the Weasel family. Family, yeah, the little Fisher. Yeah, yeah. and and we um, help to fund Olympic National Parks reintroduction. They used to be home there, but they were um, taken out by hunting. And over the years, they they brought in forty couples of fishers, right? And put them into the backcountry and they're thriving. We're doing the same thing down at Mount Rainier. We're replicating that program. And then we are looking forward to doing it up in the North Cascades. So that's the science and research. Another would be um, glacier studies. You know, you might think, well, it doesn't matter. It does matter. And and butterfly research, people out in your listening audience who understand the the impact and the knowledge that we can gain from butterflies is stunning. 
But so it's just things like that, youth and family po- programs, science and research. It goes on and on. And these these are the holes that, that you guys can plug through uh, the generous work of the people who join the Washington's National Park Fund. Uh, online, like I said, it's WNPF.org, right? That's right. And uh, gosh, I want to... We are out of time. I want to thank you guys so much for being here and sharing what you guys do. It's just been so great. We have been talking today with Lori Ward from Washington's National Park Fund and Sherry Ryan. She is the trustee for the Elizabeth Park Wallace Living Trust. Thank you guys both so much for coming in today. And thanks uh, so much more for the service you've provided to all of us through your dedication to our national parks. I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Thank Gary. You. And also uh, a big thanks to Gaby Adam from By the Sea Communications for getting all the schedules and calendars to work out. It's not <laughs> right easy. So thank right you, Gary. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.